Welcome everybody. Um, we're uh, live and recording this um, the day before when we, we give it out on Wednesdays. Um, and today we're talking about uh, the theme for the month, which is maximizing life and ministry fruitfulness. So welcome to this monthly roundup. Um, this month, uh, we've got three people who happen all to be in the UK, but in different places. Um, I'm excited that they have an opportunity to share with us today. So we've got Ian Matchett, who's actually from uh, Northern Ireland, but living in Scotland. We've got Roy Jones, who's uh, in England and from England. And we've got Kimberly, who's from uh, America um, and is now living in Northern Ireland, but she has been living and working in South Africa. <laughs> my lovely country. Uh, so uh, we're excited to have you all. Um, yeah, so I'm going to start off with uh, Ian, um, if you'd just like to share uh, some of the insights that you've had out of this month. Yeah, certainly. Thanks, Linda. No, it's been great to be able to engage with this topic um, and just to hear the different kind of perspectives that folks are bringing forwards. You know, it's interesting when you're given one topic, how many very directions it can take you. Um, uh, for example, I was listening to Andreas and how much of his leadership lounge was focused on uh, what does evaluating your ministry goals look like to see even more fruitfulness come come to pass. Uh, you know, standout kind of statements he made were things like um, that friction is needed to be able to move forwards. You know, we often try to eliminate friction or tension from our lives, but he was uh, able to see or, or appreciate that sometimes those Friction points can be the things that propel you forwards. Mm. Um, or, or he was also uh, highlighting, uh, <clears throat> yeah, just the, the the some of the mistakes that were made in the past of, of you know, having an aspirational goal and as a leader, the responsibility we have of what what we say publicly uh, and the effect of our of our uh, kind of words that he uh, was describing the time for the 2012 Olympics in London where they, he had this thing of, let's see how as many Norwegians come to the, to the UK as possible. And uh, for him, it was aspirational, but he realized on retrospect that a lot of people took it as a God mandate, the target. Mm. Um, and so whenever they didn't reach the goal that he had put out there, uh, there was a, a, a lot of disappointment that he had to work through. And so, you know, being able to use some of the tools of evaluation and, and, and being able to, I think, you know, be able to separate our identity from our from our, our, our jobs, so to speak. Mm. Were, you know, he, he wasn't kind of down about himself, like, oh, I, I'm a failure, but being able to say, well, I made a mistake that I can learn and grow from it. And being in that place of security in yourself to be able to do that well, uh, I thought was fantastic. Uh, also look at some of the, the LDX talks, uh, the, um, the girl, I've forgotten her name, she's talking about uh, debriefing about unpacking your backpack. Yeah, Alison Swan. Alison, and being able to, to sometimes you think, I didn't even realize that was in here. Mm. <laughs> uh, we did that this a couple of weeks ago, looking back on the year and taking month by month and you forget things that happened and realize that that's probably baggage I've carried with me this year. Um, so being able to take it out and, and, and say, well, do I want to keep carrying this or not? Um, so I thought that was great. Then flicking on to the, um, the, the drop-in, the, uh, the, 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 the folks who were on that call, really engage more with what does debrief look like from a member care perspective uh, and again that's probably the if I think about the word debrief the context that I've used it most in um, in terms of people who have been through tough seasons of life and needing to kind of process something specific 
Um, and again, it was great to hear the insights. You know, Miranda was talking about the tension of, you know, Jesus saying that he's called us to live life in the full, but yet we're also called to lay down our lives. Mm. Uh, and some of those kind of wrestles that we go through as people. Uh, so, yeah, I really enjoyed this this month and all the, the various content pieces that have come out uh, to help kind of process and, and see, you know, not only, like I said, reflect and be able to acknowledge our core identity as, as believers and as uh, sons and daughters of the living God, but then also being able to honestly appraise what is our jobs look like this year <laughs> and where have we done well, where can we celebrate success and then also where can we improve upon for going forwards and be okay with that. You know, the amount of times I've said to folks as a leader, uh, can I see you in my office, please? And that look of dread that comes over their face, you know, <laughs> and often I do it just to say, you're doing a great job. <laughs> Um, so we need, need to get better at, at enjoying the evaluation process and not just seeing it as a as a stick to be beaten over with, you know. Exactly. So that's some of the takeaways I've had this year. Or this, that's, this brilliant. Month. that's brilliant. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed Richard Leakey when he in the drop of discussion, when he just talked about the W's, you know, the what went well and what went wrong. And I was like, mm. that's just it's perfect. That's exactly what we just, we just need to look at those two things. Um, and we're able to evaluate so many different areas um so that was that was a good insight that i had from that as well um roy you wanted to talk a little bit about the 360 evaluations with us yes belinda um i was imp yeah impressed when you gave your talk um at the beginning of the month uh when you said how worried you were about having um the the evaluation and yet you came out so well in it and i think that that is um a current thing we're all worried about what people think of us as ian just said you know when somebody he asked to see somebody their face drops and uh i think that is just one of the reasons that this 360 is so useful because we do need to see how what we're doing well and also what um, the people that are working with us, for us, if you like, what they see as our shortcomings. You know, I didn't come into YWAM till I was 40. So I had many years of working in a secular environment on the railway. And I had some good bosses and some bad bosses. And in the end, I became um, a boss myself. And, uh, you know, it's, it's so different when somebody's paying you to do a job. Um, at the end of the day, you go home and if they say you did a rubbish job or they did a bad, you, they made a bad decision, you just feel, well, okay, I still got my paycheck. I can live with what they say. But in YWAM, we're all equals uh, in one sense because we're all living by faith. We're all depending on others to support us. And uh, it is important that as leaders, we have the godly character in our leadership skills uh, and I think that the the 360 helps us to see where we fall short uh, what we could be doing that is better for those who are actually serving alongside us not under us they're serving alongside us mm -hmm. and um, I really encourage anybody who's even half considering doing one of these evaluations let's do it let's do it in 2021 and you will be surprised. All the ones I've done 
people, uh, as, as Belinda explained, you do a self-evaluation and they, their self-expectations were lower than what the people who they were working with or alongside or whatever uh, gave them much higher evaluations. And that's good. We need that encouragement uh, alongside needing to see what we could do that would be better for our ministry and for the kingdom. Mm, that's great, Roy. And as I said in my LDX, the, the, yeah, Roy is actually available to do 360s for people, for teams, um, and they're, they're downloadable on the, on the website as well. So we're excited um, about that opportunity that you have through the ELLC. Um, and the other reason we, we, we chose this topic for this month was actually um, because at the end of the year, you can do some sort of evaluation or debriefing. Um, and so Steve Mayer's um, article is actually brilliant if you wanted to do some sort of evaluation as a team um, at the, in this month. Um, but also he, he does, he's done very many different leadership letters in December. Um, uh, and every year he does some sort of different debriefing evaluation that you can do at the end of the year. And actually I've done it a couple with um, some non-YWAM friends over the years and it's been really good. Um, so very encouraged, yeah, I encourage you guys to do that. Mm. That was why we, we chose to do this topic at, at this time of year. Um, yeah, Kimberly, you, you had some insights that you wanted to bring uh, after listening to all the stuff and watching everything this, this month. Yeah, it, I mean, there was so much great content. Um, I was really blessed by this month uh, quite a bit, just uh, reading it, watching it, inviting actually my sister-in-law uh, to participate participate some of it with me. Um, and it just was fascinating to me what people take on when they hear the maximizing and strengthening our fruitfulness. What can you, what was the title again? So I'm, I'm mixing it up our night. And maximizing life and ministry fruitfulness. Yeah. Yes, those words. Uh, just taking those words and then um, how people were taking just the, the internal process of that and the external process uh, and just gleaning the wisdom of so many people in our community. I was, uh, yeah, I was really blessed by it. And I think when I was processing it um, and hearing it and saying, okay, God, what would this look like in my life uh, and the life of the community I'm a part of? I was really reminded about John 15 and um, and that the, the, the abide, abiding in the Father and, and the fruitfulness that that um, can bring. And, and then just reminded of the fruit of the Spirit, just this love, joy, peace, patience, the other ones we're all supposed to know. Uh, and just how it is that when we evaluate ourselves and evaluate our ministry, um, particularly in years like 2020, where I think for some people it was a very busy year, but for many of us it was either a year of heartbreak and boredom and or some kind of mix. Um, so as we evaluate the year, that was something that I really felt the Holy Spirit remind me of, of what does the fruit of um, walking in my spirit, what does the fruit look like uh, when you abide in the Lord, both internally and externally? What do we, what's happening in the inside of us? And then how do we let uh, that be released to the world or invited in? Um, so that, that was probably my biggest takeaway. And so as I was looking through all those incredible blog posts, um, particularly, those are what struck me uh, as I was asking, kind of changing the questions a little bit for myself um, in regards to that. Like, what what did gentleness look like for me in this year? What did patience, peace, understanding, long-suffering, all these things, what did they look like um, externally in the ways that I was able to serve, but internally as well? Um, that, yeah, that was a huge thing for me. I'm very thankful for that. That's great. And it sounds like you were kind of doing a sort of debrief in those different areas of, of, of um, fruitfulness. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think this is what that invited into just many different aspects of our life. Mm -hmm. We're not just one dimensional, but many dimensional, many different facets of our life. That's great. Uh, Ian, you, you, you do debriefings up in Seymour. Did did you get any new insights uh, this month out of that? Or have you got some stories to share with us about the, the benefits of debriefing? Yeah, sure. I mean, like I said, I mean, one of the ministries we do is called Homecoming, where we invite folks in for two weeks, basically pampering. Um, so it's usually folks from the frontiers to come in for group sessions, debriefing and, and various prophetic ministry and all, all sorts of stuff. Um, and, you know, there, there's a, been a few, most of these folks who have been through really tough seasons, you know, so they've come, the, you know, the typical salt of the earth of folks who have given and given and given for years you know, and they haven't seen a lot of fruit because they've gone to some of the hardest places to, to live uh, and minister in. And so, you know, uh, it's been interesting just to see how open folks are. Some are there because their spouse has wanted them to come or, uh, you know, we're all in various stages. Uh, like Aaron said in the, in the, um, the drop-in yesterday, uh, last week, uh, they were all in different stages of readiness to debrief. Um, and so, for example, you know, I've had folks who, like he uh, had a... a uh, a debrief for the guy and he talked and he did what he knew he was meant to do like he talked through the process and and whatever else but I, you could tell there was no heart he, he, there was something that was uh closed up that he wasn't ready to get to yet uh, and that was fine i as a debriefer i'm not it's not my job to to make him do something but just create the space for him to to engage with what he wants to and so yeah there, we we had went through the motions of the debrief and then uh, say so, okay let's just wait on the lord and see if there's anything else he wants to bring up and um, basically bringing it to a close you know <laughs> and it was at that moment just a few seconds worth of silence before the lord where he was ready to turn that key and to unlock what was really going on under the surface uh, and it just broke for him and it set up two weeks worth where he says i'm not a crier but every day for the next two weeks he was in floods at some point both about taking off burdens and things that were really tough but also appreciating like you know there was reconciliation with relationships there was other things that happened because he was then in a a place of tenderness again and so seeing the powerfulness of of that seeing the 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 fruit uh, of being able to be um acknowledging our human you know acknowledging the weakness that we have we we don't need to be superstars as missionaries or as wildarmers we don't need to be the answer to everybody's problems, you know, but being able to be real and say, this is what it can be. Um, it was really, it was really, it was one of those moments where you think, God, thank you so much for the, the opportunity to minister to this guy. Mm. So, yeah. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, Kimberly, Roy, I don't know, have you ever been through a debriefing? How, how, how do you, what do you kind of think about debriefing personally? Mm. I had my first one this year, actually, okay. uh, in January. And uh, it was brilliant. It really was. Uh, it took me a while to come to terms with drawing all the pictures and everything uh, because I'm not an arty person, but uh, the person who did it was, was quite firm and uh, it, it was so helpful and it brought up stuff that I didn't even know was there. So I'm very, very thankful for That's that. That's yeah. powerful. A lot of, uh, I have been debriefed, um, a lot of my experiences, particularly with women in trauma, uh, I'm a rape counselor, mm. a rape crisis counselor, and so wow. one of the biggest things for debriefing that I have found is that it's not just in our mind, it's mind, soul, body, um, 
we're whole people. And so debriefing needs to take every part of that um, and bring it for the Lord and all the different, there's incredible different strategies. And I think a lot of those have been outlined uh, this month. And so I'm really thankful for that. And just remembering we're whole people. And Ian, I love what you said. We're not meant to be superstars. I would argue that in fact, <laughs> recognizing our human limitation is an act of worship to our God um, and diminishment of us, I would say diminishing yourself, you're diminishing the one in who image you bear right so recognizing our human limitations and allowing god to transform those is just a holy holy sacred space oh that's good yeah well i had i had an opportunity i mean i've been debriefed as well but i had an opportunity recently um i've been trained in debriefing i have to brief people um mostly mm -hmm. online actually and i got contacted by two girls who had just finished a crazy middle east trip during covid and God told them to go to Bosnia and get debriefed. And he specifically told them, there's a, there's a woman there who will debrief you. Um, and they looked online and they found the Wyman Bosnia Herzegovina Facebook page. And I, I'm not on there like as a sort of anything, but I had liked some things. And they just said, we know it's her. <laughs> so they contacted me like randomly out of the blue. Hi, you want, you know, can you debrief us? And I was like, sure, come. And um, they were so grateful. It was, it was, they were super easy to debrief because they were so open to, to being debriefed, mm -hmm. but they it just, they saw the value of it. And I think it's so often we move on to the next thing. We just kind of, you know, and I think we do like, when we do a school and an outreach, we do like the outreach debrief, um, you know, as a DTS outreach debrief or whatever. But I, th I think so often we don't take that time to stop and look back and say, okay, Lord, what, what were you doing? How were you doing this? And then, okay, where am I now? What am, what's, what am I feeling? How am I doing? And then look to the future and, you know, get rid of the baggage, um, but then go be able to go into the future with, 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 with the, without the baggage. Hmm. Um, and so that was, it was, it was actually, it's encouraging me also. Um, I, I, I don't necessarily get debriefed as much as I probably should. Um, hmm. But yeah, if you're in a transition period, if you're moving from one thing to the next, you, debriefing is really important. Um, and it really does uh, maximize the way that you do ministry and, and your life. Um, mm. I mean, it's not, we, we didn't choose that topic just randomly. It really is the truth. Um, mm. Yeah. Does anyone else have one last maybe thought before we close off? Yeah, I was just thinking... Uh... We had a, a guy called Peter Vardy who came to speak to Wham Scotland a couple of years ago, and he, he runs a um, car dealership. So he's a Christian uh, from a long line of, of Christian car dealers. And uh, I, I see a lot of similarities with, with Peter and with Andreas, uh, our Wild Norway guy, in terms of their the vision, but that, that sense of saying, well, we want to review what we do so we can do it better. And I think for us as YWAMers, that, that mentality that we're here because we want to see the gospel preached. We want to see people come into a vibrant relationship with Jesus. And just being radical, um, it, it's, it's, it's a dangerous place to be, especially if we don't review how we do what we do. You know, a lot of brokenness can happen mm -hmm. and we get fearful of doing the new thing. When actual fact, if we took the time to review, like mm -hmm. you said, with uh, what uh, Richard Leakley was saying, there's that reality of, uh, what went well and then what went wrong so that we can again do the radical again go so peter would say um one of the successes that he's had as a car dealership 
is to, that a lot of the traditional ways of doing car dealerships, they would plan very well and know what was going to happen before it happens. Whereas he's already taken the car out and is halfway down the racetrack. And yes, sure, a wheel might fall off, but they're halfway around the racetrack and they can mm. fix that. <laughs> you know, and there's something about that radicalness that that I love that that attracts us as YWAMers to do the new thing in new ways. Um, but yet keeping us from hurting people, keeping us from from being walking wounded ourselves. So I think, you know, like you're saying, with that maximizing fruitfulness and our life, it's very valuable to be able to say we don't need to sacrifice ourselves, but we are called to be waymakers. Uh, And so I think that's a great thing to be able to put these things into practice so we can keep each other going well. That's great. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Ian. That's great insight. So just one last thing to say um, before we end off, and that is uh, this monthly roundup is actually a podcast as well. And it's on all major platforms. So the last, this is the fourth month we've been doing them. This, all of the other ones are already on anything that you can get a podcast on. So look, look out for this. And those of you that prefer podcasts, you can listen to us rather than watch us. Um, mm. So yeah, thank you so much, everybody. It was great having you. And uh, we'll, I'll see you guys next month. <laughs>